This is Dennis Mundy. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg. Our podcast, Spirit Matters, found at spiritmatterstalk.com. Our guest today is back on the show, Dr. Barbara DeAngelis. Uh, Barbara is one of the most influential teachers of our time in the field of personal and spiritual development. She was one of the first in what we call the self-help movement, best-selling author, popular television personality, and uh, a tremendous uh, motivational speaker, a friend of mine for many years, and also a friend of Phil for many years. And I want to say, Barbara, in the introduction that, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but over the years, and I've known you for many, many years, uh, I'll run into people and somehow your name will come up and I'll say that I know you. And invariably, somebody will say to me, oh my God, her book changed my life. I was in such a dark place and she lit it up when I went to her seminar. Uh, if you ever get the chance, please thank her for me. So thank you for the many, many, many people, and I mean a lot of people over the years of all ages uh, mm-hmm. that have said that to me. So welcome to the show and thank you so very much for taking the time to come back on. Well, that was just beautiful to hear. And that really has been my prime directive in life to uh, show up in my highest to do all the work I needed to do, which, as you know, we all started together in the late 60s um, so that I could be a really great bridge for the divine or for the sacred or for the wisdom. And uh, so it could come through me and I could not collide with it, you know, (laughs) so that it could really come through in its purest form. So that really is one of the sweetest things that I've ever heard, and what a beautiful way to start our wonderful reunion together. Great. Reunion is right. Well, welcome, Barbara. Um, Thanks for coming back on. We are recording this in uh, April... 21st, 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic crisis. And um, we wanted you on because you've been on the spiritual path as we have for more years than we want to count. And you work closely with people all the time uh, as a uh, mentor and guide. You deal with relationships. So we thought uh, this might be a good time to have you on and see how you're doing (laughs) in these unusual circumstances and uh, what we could share, uh, what you could share with our listeners for dealing with this and uh, other kinds of madness in their lives. What has it been Mm -hmm. like for you? Well, it's actually been... um really ecstatic for me in many ways uh, for several reasons. Number one, because it's forced me to bring out even more of what I have to offer, what I know to serve people. And on the other end of that, people's longing for wisdom, for self-reflection is much higher now everywhere, not just spiritual seekers like all of you wonderful people listening, but everywhere because, you know, when we're in a situation like this, and this is the first time in the history of the world that the entire world at the same time has been in a situation like this, then people are, you know, saying, why is this happening, you know, and and 
they're not really, it's usually a complaint when we say, why is this happening? And there is some sense of, no, I really want to understand why this is happening. So for me, I've had some of the most powerful, high, you know, important, intimate teachings coming out at this time. I think the other thing that's been beautiful about it is for all of us, if we use what's happening correctly, we are going to realize, and we can talk about this, that this time is forcing everybody to pull inside to all the resources that we've been gathering and stockpiling. You know, I know a lot of people say, it's good that I've been stockpiling toilet paper for the last two years or stockpiling soup or <laughs> stockpiling paper towels because I need the supplies. But I would bet that everyone listening and whether you started your spiritual path like, you know, the three of us did in, you know, the late 1960s or started it last year, that if you've been a seeker, that you've been stockpiling resources, practices, wisdom, understanding, reading books like mine, like Phil's, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing about stockpiling things is sometimes we forget about them. Sometimes we forget why we got them in the first place. Sometimes we feel like they're taking up space or they're too cumbersome. And now is the time when all the resources and all the transformation and all the healing and everything needs to be put to use. So for seekers, we are so blessed. And I really want people to hear that because most of the people in the world right now anywhere and everywhere have not prepared for this in the within in the inner world in that deep place of spirit and this has taken our you know what most people do which is clinging on to control clinging on to predictability clinging on to achieving or status or money or objects or distraction or addiction, things that make them feel alive, those things aren't available now. So I, I think, guys, that when I look at this, I feel like the entire world has been forced into a absolutely intense, can't get out of it seminar <laughs> that people do not remember signing up for. Right. Um, that you have to take. You you have to take it. It's a massive cosmic worldwide seminar event that is forcing everyone, yes, into quarantine, but what I've been saying to my students is, but what are you quarantined with? Not who, with what? Because everyone's quarantined with every issue they have, <laughs> right? And And yeah. the issues they can distract from right, or right. get too busy to deal with or didn't want to look at. But they're all right there. Our deepest cosmic questions, our issues in relationships, our issues with ourselves, our issues about trust, controlling the universe, you know, mistrust of spirit. It's like every cosmic curriculum is up. So to sum it up, to me, what's happening, and this is why when I said I, there's a part of me that's ecstatic, is we are in a forced, forced spiritual recalibration. Is everybody going to do it? You know, if only we would emerge from this and, you know, the divine age of enlightenment that we all imagined was happening. I don't believe that's going to happen. 
But I do believe it's going to recalibrate a lot of people, and it's also going to change lives as we know it. So for me, I, I'm recognizing this for me personally as what I think it is, which is to, and this is for anyone, and I offer you that, and we can talk about it. If you, you know, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to get through this? To me, we're being forced into the real in ways we never have, and we, there's one, only one real question to ask. What am I supposed to be doing right now? What am I supposed to be learning? What's my, co- my cosmic curriculum right now? Maybe it's about issues with control. Maybe it's about intimacy. Maybe it's about the fact that I've been, you know, not really taking time to go within. I've disconnected from myself. Maybe it's about forgiveness. What's the cosmic course I am in? And if you want to figure out what it is, um, you don't have to look anywhere, but look at the stuff that's going on that's driving you crazy. Look at the things that are causing you pain or fear. Your cosmic curriculum is laid out right in front of you. And if you just want to write down, I hate this, this is driving me crazy, I don't have space, I can't control this, you know, this is your cosmic curriculum. And seekers, you are prepared. You are prepared. You have to pull on the resources. So this has been my message, and I'm continuing to give it out. And um, that that's why, to me, this is so momentous that you know, that there is a joy in it, even though there's also, you know, the normal human things, fear, a lot of grief for the world, a feeling of I knew it was going to happen three years ago after the election. I knew something horrible was going to happen. Um, and I think also, though, one last thing, and then I'll let you guys talk. For me, this is really how I live all the time. You know, you know me really well, Phil. This is, I live in a very intense, self-reflective place. And I have since the time I was born. Um, I pay attention to everything. I question everything that's happening within me. I use everything. I don't get distracted from it ever. It's it's my life. And it's a very, you know, unique way to be, but it's how I live and it's why I think I've been able to have longevity as a teacher, et cetera. So for me, the the, the <clears throat> inner process is is no different. It's just nice to have other people doing it. In the same Correct. way, so there's a, strange, a strangeness to that, and and I am in grief to the planet. Who knows what's going to happen? Will I ever see my students again in person? All that stuff is there, and I think for everybody, there's the human side, the divine. We can talk about it. So anyway, that that's the big big maha meta answer of how am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Barbara. Uh, okay. One of the things, my observation is that. When this happens, it, you know, it's, it's catastrophic in certain ways. People, uh, lives are affected. People are dying. And, but you see the spiritual pot mix. You, you see it, it welling up. You see expressions of spirituality, both in terms of people going out and doing, doctors, nurses, people that are, yeah. that are dealing with the, the, the catastrophic effects of the pandemic and, and, uh, and expressing their spirituality that way. And then most of us who all of a sudden, hey, we have to go inward, we can't go anywhere. It reminds me of when I used to go on long meditation courses. Right. And I never liked exactly. it at first. I always thought, I'm here for a reason. This is so contrary to my nature. But then I, I got a tremendous amount out of it. And I want to say that I've taken this opportunity <laughs> to re- to do things, to, to focus on spiritual things I haven't had a chance to do. And uh, uh, this is April 27th. We're doing this recording. 
on May 2nd, uh, you'll be giving an online uh, seminar, Walking the Illuminated Path, Essential, Essential Spiritual Wisdom for Living a Sacred and uh, Awakened Life. And it's in three parts. Uh, we'll have all of this posted up. So what I would say to our listeners, look, this is a great opportunity to, to plug into a seminar, to spend a full day. It starts at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's in three sessions, like I said, with breaks Actually, in between. It two, ends at two it, sessions. Yeah. It's oh, in two, two sessions. sessions. No, there's a, there's a nice, a two-hour break. There's a, it's okay. a, I like comfort. For, it's in two, three-hour sessions. It's all video. It's me. And they're not on video. They don't have to worry or get dressed at all. I have to get dressed. And um, <laughs> it's something. You don't mind it's, that. It's, it's wisdom I've been wanting to offer in this particular way um, for a long time. And it has to do with, you know, you know, spiritual wisdom and secrets that most people don't understand. And it's not just about this time. It's really, you know, about all the times that we're in, you know, and and also something that I love this term I came up with. I'm sure somebody's used it. But one of the things I've done my whole career is help people clear up what I call spiritual misunderstandings and mm -hmm. understand what is the truth versus our spiritual misunderstandings, which get us in so much trouble. And believe it or not, a lot of what people um, get out there in, the ter in terms of what they think is spiritual knowledge, I know Phil you know, has written about this beautifully also, is a bunch of spiritual misunderstandings. And those can really create a lot of pain right now. Mm -hmm. And I right. know about them because I've gone, I went through all of them in my, my little spiritual kindergarten days. So um, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be you mean, like when I thought if I meditate, you know, for a few years, I'll never get sick and nothing bad will ever happen to me. And then the spaceship will come and take me. You mean that's not true? You know, the, yeah, I know. I've been waiting. No, um, it is. It is true. <laughs> it actually is true, but not not the way we think. I know. Not so, in the um, not in thank, the time frame either. Not in the time. Uh, but then again, who knows what time that really was? But anyway, that, thank you, Dennis, for recommending true. that. And yes, um, I. I'm excited about that. Okay, I have. Uh, let's as long as we're on the subject of of your upcoming uh, online seminar, uh, which is May second. I assume people tuning in after May second that this will still be available somehow. Absolutely. Archived. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Gonna, so they can find yes. out. They can anytime they they're can hearing find this. Out more. Um, they okay. can just they'll they'll be um, if they just. Um, um, I think I gave you sent you a link, and if you, you um, yeah. have the link connected, then that link you know they can also just you know write info at Barbara. But the best well, thing actually is they can just sign up for my mailing list at barbaradeangelis.com, um, my website, and then we're going to send out announcements when it's okay. finished Good. and so, offer it, et cetera. So barbaradeangelis.com. So sign here's up a question: You'll get it. Yes. Two questions. First, uh, just to clarify, is this for anybody or is it just for people who uh, have studied with you in the past? No, and for everybody. Everybody. Anybody. Okay. Anybody. And, and second question, since you brought up spiritual misunderstandings, how about a, a, a little preview? What is one spiritual misunderstanding that you find to be very common and is especially pertinent right now? 
I think one of the biggest ones, and I wrote about this, um, I believe, in The Choice for Love, my latest book, is that our humanity invalidates our divinity. That Ah. experiences of our own humanity invalidate Uh the fact that we're really spiritual. And this is something that people struggle with their whole life. Maybe they're a meditator. Maybe they, you know, are a yoga, you know, practitioner. Maybe they're a Buddhist. Maybe whatever it is that anyone does, any path that you're on. And we all on those paths are usually looking for experiences of oneness, connection, transcendence, expansion, deeper wisdom, deeper intuitive um, cognition, all the things we think when someone says, I am spiritual, or I had a, quote, spiritual experience, or I remembered kind of my higher self. So those are the hallmarks usually for people of how I know I'm growing. Is I, It's not just that I read some books, it's that I don't feel the way I felt before I started whatever it was, this path. But then what happens is because we have an understanding of spirituality, meaning that we're not getting upset about anything, um, you know, we're, we're never having a judgment ever about anyone, including ourselves, um, we're always at peace, uh, you know, we're not ever afraid, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, that we're not human is, is what that comes out to. Then what happens is people are going along and then something happens in their life. It could be that maybe somebody breaks up with them. Um, Maybe they lose their job. Maybe somebody's ill and they start having a very human experience and they're, they're afraid or they're angry or they're questioning like God or, you know, I thought what my karma, et cetera, et cetera. And those are normal feelings and pathways to go down. They're transitions, they're purifications. But the problem is that people start to judge themselves. And the spiritual misunderstanding is because I'm so scared right now or because I'm feeling maybe I'm questioning everything. Obviously, I'm not where I thought I was. Obviously, Mm -hmm. all my growth has been for nothing. I've been meditating for 40 years and the last six months I've been in hell. So what good did it do me? This is a huge spiritual misunderstanding because those moments when you know, we're being squeezed, we're being pushed, we're being forced to find the spiritual wisdom, connection, truth we have. We're being forced actually to rise up and to feel our divinity and know it at the same time that we're in our humanity. But people tend to go into the all or nothing. And those are times, as I know you both know, when people can easily turn their back on their own spiritual path and go, you know, this, yes. this doing nothing for me. It sucks. Or not, but that's just not their feelings. But then there's also, you know, you know, if the idea that God, spirit, the divine consciousness, goddess, you know, is kind of like Santa Claus in the sky. And if I'm good and meditate or do this or don't eat meat or whatever it is, then I will be rewarded. And if I'm not good, I'm going to be punished. That this does sound a lot like extreme Christianity, I know, but this, you know, this is the, the, the world, you know, and, and so, you know, I've been good. I've been meditating. I've been this. I've been that. I've done whatever. I'm drinking greens. You know, why did this happen? And now this is a huge question, but why did this happen 
needs to be asked seriously, not as a sarcastic, you know, kind of fist to the sky. And so then that also happens. It's like, how could this be happening when, you know, I've been so good or when whatever it is. That is, that opens a lot of doors for real understanding of high things like free will, karma, all kinds of things, which, you know, I'm not going to get into right now. But so this this is one of the big spiritual misunderstandings. And when people hear me talk about this, they actually start to cry because mm. they can feel how many times they've invalidated their divinity because of their humanity. They've invalidated their divinity and worse. And of course, that's the biggest spiritual misunderstanding at all of all. So that's just a little Very bit good. about an example of something. Uh, Barbara, I know I, I you can, and that. you've written about you've written about this beautifully, Phil. Also, well, thank you. Yes, people yes. throw the baby Barbara. out with the bathwater a lot. Dennis, go ahead, I, Barbara. I wanted to ask you. You you've been at this as long as anybody. When I say at this, uh, uh, self help uh, spirituality. As it as it erupted in the '60s, in our, in our culture, it became of greater interest. Not just through this, the, the the traditional religions, but a real just interest in spirituality in general. The people that come to you now, are there expectations in terms of what they expect to get uh, from spiritual growth? Their expectations and interests and in, uh, uh, in regard to spirituality, has it changed much? The questions, the emphasis that they bring to you, has that changed much over the years or is it basically the same? I think it's matured tremendously and I also think it mm-hmm. depends on what age people are who are coming to me. Um, mm-hmm. they're, I'm obviously a baby boomer and <laughs> along with you guys and um, I think in my median age um, of student has shifted upward now I've also shifted upward, but um, you know when I when I way upward um, when I started teaching, you know I'd say the average age was in um, you know thirties, maybe forties, and now it's um, you know fifties, you know you know the average, and then you know some forties, some sixty, and then everywhere else. But I think there's two reasons for that. One is if anyone's been many, many, many times, um, you mentioned people coming and saying beautiful things about me. I have a very strong intention. I've always had it, but I've especially had it in the last 20 years. And I shifted myself. I had a big soul shift, which was one of my books, away from kind of a massive, public persona of, you know, TV shows and infomercials and all of that, where I was kind of taking a lot of spiritual principles, but not talking about them in that way. And just kind of bringing a lot of love and upliftment and practices to people. And and I, I know I promised to do that. I could feel it. But about, I don't know, 20 or 18 years ago, I shifted and I felt that I wanted to really narrow my focus because I had a tremendous amount of of advanced wisdom and understanding and practices. And I I didn't want, you know, for people who just had met me somewhere, they could read a book. But I knew there was a lot of seekers out there. Some they didn't know they were seekers, some they were. 
some were, you know, frustrated seekers, but I wanted to take people on, you know, a more in-depth, accelerated, advanced journey. Not that they were advanced, wouldn't feel advanced, but I have the ability to do that. And so I think what started happening was people who were looky-loos just, you know, didn't come or they'd read some books. But I started attracting people who very strongly felt they had an appointment with me and I felt I had one with them. And that's how I did my radio show. It's how I do everything. Um, it's very strong. There's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hold people's hand as they walk through this very narrow path. I also think, though, that um, that is it's an, an ageist thing because there's a lot of um, millennials, and, and I'm not just generalizing. You know, you know, I'm trying not to generalize, but there's a different um, there's a different thing when you're in your 20s and your 30s um, about right. spirituality and this and what qualifies as that. And we have different challenges then, less challenges and different experiences and different process of maturity. So there's lots of teachers out there for lots of people at lots of ages. And um, I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing. But now more than ever, I've been saying this for the last eight years, now more than ever, um, I could feel some a dark light battle coming. I've been talking about it. I've been writing about it. I really started talking about it three years ago. I always look for signs. And I feel that, you know, there is a, there has been in the last few years, and I know, you know, I follow Phil on Facebook, and so we're always writing back and forth. There has been a rise of some very contracted, dark energy that has been unleashed in the last few years. There's no question about it. And there's, there's a confrontation that's been happening. Um, it, it, I think we talked, we may have talked about this. I don't know if we did, but it was shocking to me. Um, November or three years ago, I, 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 I was, I wept and I wept. I was shocked. I was shocked because I believed kind of, you know, everything's been growing and, you know, Oprah, Obama, you know, <laughs> you know, yoga, it's all <laughs> happening. You know, everything I believed in when I was a vegetarian in 1969 and now and all the stores have it and people are using the consciousness and it's not where I thought, but it's happening and there's every, there's allowance and acceptance and harmony and, you know, people are doing whatever they want to do. So that was, that felt really good and I felt happy to be a part of it. And then I feel like it was just smacked down in a huge way. So I've been, uh, you know, I never imagined what's happening now would happen. I couldn't have imagined it, but I do feel like it's a big cosmic smackdown. And I have this fantasy image, um, you know, that if there were, if there are great beings, you know, sitting around watching um, in a detached but interested way what's happening, you know, on the planet um, that, you know, and just, you know, feeling it all, sending certain people, et cetera. But I had this image of, you know, the, con the, the conference of great masters of great cities, whatever, saying, you know what, um, uh, w w this, this has gone too far. We have to do something out of love. We have to force everyone to be alone with themselves. We have to we have to force mm. everybody to appreciate every morsel of food. We have to force mm. people 
you know, there's a lot of people got it. They're going to the courses and they're writing the books and they're listening to your beautiful podcast. But we have to force people. We even have to force the people who think they're doing it to do it deeper. Maybe this, this will, you know, save things. And people are being forced to feel right now. People are forced being, which of course is my, my, my whole teaching, you know. People are being forced to feel things they haven't wanted to feel and look at things. You know, am I Speaking celebrating which, that? No. Scary. Yeah. No. Bill, Barbara, um, let's come back for a moment. This everything you said uh, would have been a great place to end <laughs> because we we face this collectively and we all have a responsibility. And I I think we all <clears throat> three of us agree. I want to come back for a moment to, to, to the current situation, which is in a sense a microcosm. You um, established this incredible reputation as an expert on relationships. Relationships have been your, um, your, your cent- the centerpiece of your work for many years. Well, the, yeah, they, they right were now, until like 2000 or something like that, yeah. But you still are addressing the subject of love, and um, and that is manifest yeah. very often, obviously, in, in, in personal yeah. relationships. Right now, people are uh, by being forced to confront either loneliness and being alone in, in ways they never did before, or being faced with being with the person they uh, live with more and for many more hours of the day in ways they hadn't been before, either one of Absolutely. which can be a challenge. Absolutely. So how Absolutely. have you been, how have you been <laughs> advising people? How have you been advising people and what Good would you question. tell people in those situations? You know, um, when this started, um, I guess it's at the end, maybe the very beginning of March, I gave um, a seminar to all my, a free seminar to all my students, and then I sent it out to my entire mailing list. And in fact, if you go on that mailing, you know, get on my mailing list, I'll be happy to send it again to everyone. I'll just see who the new people are. And it was called "From Fear, From Denial to Panic, and Everything in Between." And it was talking about <laughs> what was happening, what was about to happen, and what it was going to bring up for people and trigger. So I'll just say a few things about that because you're absolutely right. Um, being human beings desperately like to be in control and when we're out of control it triggers the most primal things in all of us um, you know we'd like to sleep in the same side of the bed we'd like to park our car in the same place we'd like to know the store is going to have the same item so this is a massive out of control event massive and it's not mm-hmm. a one time thing like you know you broke your leg and three days later you're back home it's massive. It's going on and on and on. And because of that, it's bringing up everyone's issues with trusting spirit, trusting God. Who am I? There's no consistency. I can't plan. I'm dealing with the unknown, which is a huge trigger also, et cetera, et cetera. So every, I think every deep spiritual issue is being triggered. For, for people who are then with each other, let's just take them, every deep issue that they have individually 
um, that brings up every pattern they have. Like, let's say, you know, we when we get out of control, we get more angry, or when we feel out of control, we get depressed, or when we get out of control, we start trying to control someone else. Whatever it is, we all have patterns that come from our wounds. This is what I've dealt with for years. And two people have two sets of patterns that come from their wounds. You take those two people as a horrible psych experiment and put them in quarantine um, with terror about the world, including fear of death, okay? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. everyone's triggers are up. Fortunately, and this is, I, I would invite all of you listening, if you've ever done any work on yourself emotionally, we're not, let's not forget spiritual for a minute, emotionally, relationship stuff, courses, books, get them all out now and look at and ask yourself, you know, what has been triggered in me by this and how is it impacting my behavior or reactions to, for instance, my partner, my kids, et cetera, et cetera. Because trust me, it, this, is the, this is, again, it's like the nightmare relationship seminar for many people. Um, or mm-hmm. it can be, and it should be, the opposite, which is to thank God I'm alive, thank God I'm with somebody, you know, thank God, et cetera. Don't sweat the small stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's intense. And it, it's bringing up huge amounts of stuff. And for people who are alone, um, they're also having relationship triggers. It's their relationship with mm-hmm. themselves. Yes, loneliness, but th- there's no one to to distract you from yourself. You can't get upset with your boss. You can't get out. I mean, you can, but you're facing yourself. You're facing your issues. You're facing your own willingness to feel or not willingness to feel. So along with our spiritual curriculum, we're all smashed into emotional curriculum, heavy-duty stuff. And the other thing that complicates it, and I talked about this in that um, seminar, is that we all deal with fear differently. And men and women really deal with it differently. Now, this is a generic, this is an overarching thing I'm going to say, but it is true a lot, not with everyone, that a lot of women, let's say, you know, husband and wife, had a very, and are having a very different response to this than men, especially in the beginning. I can't tell you how many of my students, how many people wrote me, texted me, um, people on Facebook, and said, my husband is not taking this seriously. I'm, pan- I'm running hmm. around, I'm panicking, I'm trying to do this, our kid, the school, the mask, the whatever, and, the what- and he's like, you know, what, you're, you're, you're too stressed, you need to calm down. It's like, why are you doing this? You're, you know, it's like, we'll figure it out, but not, in, and he doesn't want to talk about it. When I try to bring it up and I say, okay, I found this on this website, he was like, just do it, I don't want to hear it, you know. So many times, I've written books about this years ago, many times for men, they're taught they're supposed to be in control, they're supposed to be empowered, they're supposed to have the answers, they're supposed to fix everything. And this is really triggering for men in a particular way, especially because men tend to many times define themselves by their ability to go out, do, etc. Sometimes it's reversed, but it's most most couples are going to have somewhat of an imbalance in that. Sometimes it's really big. So that's a whole other thing that's happening. Um, you know, how we deal with fear is one of the basic ways that we show up as a human being. And this isn't like, you know, you had a few bad days. <laughs> so um, my prediction, I think there's going to be um, 
I think there's going to be relationships that deepen from this, and I think there's going to be a big surge in separations and divorces. Uh, a lot of money okay. will be made by a lot of money will be made by uh, divorce attorneys. Yeah, we're, we're told. This, but <laughs> yes, who, who yes there, are, there are there are professions that are going to benefit from this eventually. That's, That's right, Barbara. Barbara, thank Hair you so very much for too. coming on. And I would just any any final words you'd like to 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 end with, and also uh, Phil, any any final points you'd like to make? No, we do, we do have well, to sign off soon, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara, no, go ahead. it's yeah. too short. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I really want to thank you guys so much for being able to um, just invite me to be part of all of this with you. It's very precious. What you do is amazing. I'm so happy that you're here to be able to um, create this space for people and, um, you know, the path for people, particularly right now. And I think um, I, I'll be happy to support anyone in any way I can. Um, just have a lot of compassion for yourself. There's no right way to do this. We just have to do it with as much love as possible. And I want to just read you um, something to finish that I um, wrote. And this is for everybody. In these challenging, frightening, and heartbreaking times, your strength will not be found in attempting to appear fearless, unflinching, and in control. True strength is having the courage and the humility and the open-heartedness to face and deal with the truth. Being strong means being real, not pretending the real isn't happening or that the real isn't frightening you. That's not strength. That's arrogance and ignorance and denial. So know then that your vulnerability now is making you strong. Know that your tears now are making you strong. Know that your fear now itself is making you strong. It's making you vigilant. It's making you respectful of the real. It's what will protect you and those you love and the people you don't even know and help save our beautiful, wounded, weeping world. Wonderful. Thank you, Barbara. Fabulous. And everybody so listening, um, Barbara's uh, online seminar, Walking the Illuminated Path, is Saturday, May 2nd, but do not fear if you tune into this. After that date, you can... Uh, It'll be accessible online. Barbara, thank you again. Take good care. Keep serving your constituents as well as you have been. <laughs> thank you, my beautiful Barbara, Barbara, spiritual brothers. So <laughs> thank you. And, and all of that information about the seminar and uh, uh, will be posted up on, uh, on our site. So thank you. Thank you again. It's been great. And we look forward to having you on again, of course. Thank you so much. Take good care. Be safe, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.